Welcome to the land of content where anything goes and where the content goes, so does the world. Where anything goes except for defaming Xi Jinping. (laughs) No, great leader Xi Jinping, bring us more of your anime. I am behind the paywall uh, uh, executor, Alex Patak. Thank you. Thank you for your support and for supporting all free peoples. I am here with my co-host, Jeremy Hammond. What up? Katie Rose Leon is out uh, under the whip of wage slavery in America and thus could not be here today, and our hearts go out to her. And with our hearts, so goes our guns. <laughs> was that was that was our, I was supposed to come in and uh, replacing pop, her? Pop. <laughs> replacing her, we have pop pop. It's Jake Flores. Bang 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 bang. That's that gun shit. It's replacement Katie. That's yep. that gun shit. Oh, hello, angry tankies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this episode of Karl Marx, and, and you know, I do not want to spoil anything because the recap is in the second half, but Carl certainly takes a militant turn, and it's inspiring for me to start doing karate. Yeah. What's like, if you were going to start street fighting, what would be your preferred style, <laughs> gentlemen? I'd probably get into MMA. That seems like what I, like most people are doing now. And I have like the most resources to get started in it, I guess. So your answer is to street to if you were gonna start street fighting, your style is all martial arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a good answer, Jake. Um, I'd be the guy that swings a large chain over his head like a helicopter. I was also thinking of that. I had just <laughs> finished Baki, cool. and uh, that can be good. Or the technique where you punch poisoned sand for three days until your hand forever becomes poisoned is pretty good. Ooh. Yeah, uh, those are all good options, and they're necessary because the capitalist class will not yield without first seizing their dojo. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we're all nodding. We're all agreeing. Yeah, you can't see it at home, but we are all nodding. You two have beards, and I'm growing a beard. You're doing this thing with your cadence where you're stopping and like sort of swinging to me on the weirdest <laughs> sentences. Well, here's the yes, thing. The dojo, I agree. Is uh, for behind the paywall, we always have guests we've already had on, so you can't ask them about anime. Um, and we're not at the part where we recap Karl Marx yet, so it's a real gamble what's going to happen for the first <laughs> <Yeah>. 20 minutes. <laughs> and frankly, it's a treacherous content territory. Yeah, we could talk about um, Adderall. Oh, sure. That was I was going to say Karl Marx. <laughs> but yeah, Adderall. Do you think Karl Marx would have liked Adderall? Yes. That's around when that stuff's coming no out. No questions. Yeah, absolutely. My man likes to speed bag it. You he know likes, what I'm saying? He likes to stay up all night writing papers. He loves doing that. Yeah. He never seems tired either. He's always driven by his own fury. And that's what's so interesting about the anime and them making him look like a tasty little snack is all evidence points to this just being an antisocial, furious, posting troll man. That has to be the truth, right? And yet, in like... There's no way he looked good in a white suit. I refuse to believe that. In all this glowing propaganda of him, he's portrayed as being very charismatic, but he's also, like, hot in this anime, which is weird, because, uh... He's He's got, like, a thin but strong chest... Yeah. <laughs> Thin but strong, yes. Thin but strong. Bruce Lee style. Because it... 
Well, it is. <laughs> He's supposed to look like Hagrid eventually, right? Well, he uh, famously looks like complete shit, so you gotta wonder <laughs> if he just really loses track of his gym notebook for the last few years, or what happens there. Well, like, in this, and then also in like the young Karl Marx, he's like hot when he's young, and I guess the he's daddy. Is, oh, but he's young. It's not the old Marx, that no. you know. But like. What is the halfway point between these two people even looking? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is the middle evolution, you know? The Charmeleon. Yeah, what's the yeah. Charmeleon of Karl what's Marx? What's the Charmeleon? I guess maybe it's like a war turtle because he's young Cause he's and getting, cute. And he's like getting like the white hair on the sides. <laughs> <laughs> Before he becomes the ultra-thick Blastoise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those famous pictures of like an elderly Marx with cannons sticking out of his shoulders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fighting angles in an arena. <laughs> I don't think the concept for old Karl Marx makes a ton of sense if you think about it <laughs> in terms of the drawing. <laughs> Yeah, We're just was, going back to po- politics Pokemon again by reflex. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Trying, I'm steering listen. away now. <laughs> I'm trying not to slip into that. <laughs> I meant that he looks like the Babadook yeah. when he's old. Yes. 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 yes he does. Babadook, very slimming <laughs> in his own way. Yeah. But the fact that he uses that physical form to haunt pregnant mothers, not a good look, my dude. <laughs> 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 yeah, looking like a real brochalist. <laughs> yeah. That's true. He is weaponized uh, queer identity, though. Karl Marx is the Babadook, gay. not not Karl Marx. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Karl <laughs> Marx. I, I well, the jury's out. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just saying that no matter your preferences, you can't haunt women like that. It's not all right, Chief. <laughs> It is weird that the Duke is like a gay icon because he's still the villain of that movie. Yeah, there's no real open interpretation to the Duke where you're like, maybe the Duke has some good points. <laughs> maybe this uh, little kid, uh, you gotta get eaten. <laughs> yeah, when you hear people online say things like be gay, do crimes, you never think that they're talking about murder. <laughs> yeah, not spirit crimes. Yeah. Just breaking private property law like Karl Marx. The Babadook haunts children, which is what the right wing wants us to think that That's true. gay ghosts do. <laughs> yeah. He follows them in the bathroom and stuff. In the 18th... 18- <laughs> There's nowhere safe for him. That's where the that's where the whole trans bathroom debate came from. <laughs> you're telling me. No, you're telling me we're just going to let Baba Dukes go wherever they want. <laughs> we're going to let Baba Dukes in whatever bathrooms they so choose. <laughs> Separate third Baba Duke bathrooms. That's the end of the rules. Yeah. Some uh like right-wing radio guy is doing a stunt where he's proving this is possible by dressing up like the Baba Duke and going <laughs> into public bathrooms. <laughs> Scooby-Doo-style mystery. <laughs> no, but much in the way that communism was a specter haunting Europe in the 19th Ooh. centuries, the Baba Duke is a specter haunting women in the 21st. In Australia. In Australia, mate. <laughs> they still say mate there, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, dude, it's confusing. The British and Australians, they try to confuse you. They try to make you think they're each other, but they're not. <laughs> yeah, that's their fault. Yeah. I, we can't tell the difference between them. This is another capitalist plot. 
<laughs> they want you to think that all those grimy lads are the same. I don't want to date this, but did you see the new Rocco's Modern Life? No, no what? Is it good? It's good as fuck, dude. It's like fucking radical. Where is that? It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix? I didn't know if this was just a zine Anders gave you. <laughs> <laughs> Rocco's late capitalist life. <laughs> Rocco's discovers Kratom's actually really helps even him out. <laughs> uh, no, but it's radical. No, yeah, it's cool. It's all like, uh, it's like it was written by some millennials that grew up and then became very uh, prescient and well not prescient but smart about capitalism yes well the original series had a lot of capitalist critique in it yes yeah, like isn't Kodomo the and shit yeah exactly the, the pilot Heifer. is about him having to like sell his time to all of these like disgusting jobs that he has right it's the pilot that I'm thinking of where he like goes to work at He's like eating the test gum at Conglomo and it's like making him grow a tree out of his head. Right. And then he goes right. to work for the best joke in the whole series as far as I'm concerned when he works for the sex hotline and he's just sitting there on the phone like, oh baby, oh baby, oh baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot how fucking funny that show is. Yeah, dude. I was a Ren and Stimpy kid. Mm. Oh. Which is why I'm like this. Yeah. A true capitalist keep, work. Keep your hands where I can see them. The show molested my brain. Yeah, we can only bring up Brendan Stimpy on the Katie list episodes because oh. she has a lot to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, the creator ended up being like a piece of shit or something like uh -huh. that. Yeah, yeah. which a, is in no way surprising. He's one of those. Uh, technically, it's a phoebophilia guys. I think. Oh, great, a libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sucks i used to read his art blog and then suddenly it became very clear what was going on with him oh did he out. like reveal it through his art blog no he just had all these young interns who were like <laughs> yeah. no. women and were attracted all looked the same and then eventually he started to do some math and go wait a minute you started working for him in what year yeah yeah and all these pictures came out and it wasn't a big deal because it was the 90s but he was dating patty mayonnaise <laughs> He's just openly dating a cartoon high school girl. He's <laughs> the Jerry Seinfeld of animation. Yeah, that's something people don't talk about nearly enough. Yeah, what's the deal? That Seinfeld dated a teenager. <laughs> yeah. He was that good. He you also, can't touch him. Like, that show... Through the course of the show Seinfeld, we are to understand that he was just railing through like half of New York's hottest yeah, women. That's yeah. true. They were all like models and shit. Until they became disappointed with him and left. It, like a week. <laughs> so he was just he he had to have fucked like five hundred women on that show. Yeah, at least. Expert no level. Venereal diseases or anything. Which is not like most comedians, even successful comedians, they don't rack up Tang like that. This yeah. is like before Tinder. He's just out in the street, like he, cat calling women and shit. Exactly. Yeah, he's diner, he's just doing like, pickup hey, artists. You get a pizza bagel, what you got there? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't think I'm not looking at Hey, Ma, what do you got? <laughs> What's the deal with chopped cheese? <laughs> you chop it, and then you pick up the deli man's wife. <laughs> What's the deal with that ass? I mean, what it do? <laughs> you try to put your whole face in it, you can't get your face out. Hello, your ass has captured my face. <laughs> 
<laughs> How come he never went really dirty? That's what I want to know. It's an open market for that. It's a, it was a nerfing effort by the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Valve got yeah. in there. <laughs> they knew he'd be too powerful yeah. if he went blue. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why his new show is about like lame cars nobody cares about. Yeah, it's nobody he's cares. He's too hot, and he just they had show to. us your garage of teenage girlfriends. R. Kelly, motherfucker. That show sucks. Oh, the cars one. Yeah. Oh, comedians and cars. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't care for it. Yeah. I like Seinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld right. is fine. I do. I, lo- I mean, not the. G- I mean, the show. Oh, I like the show too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it is. It is kind of. Yeah. Uh, it was disappointing <laughs> to find out that like those cars aren't his. Wait, yeah, he not. rents them. Yeah, he yeah. rents them for the show, and then you're just like, well, who the fuck cares then? What is? The I thought it was about show? like it's showing for- your weird car collection. No, who it's cares for that you car know guys. What a weird car is. Oh. I think the whole point is it's just an excuse for him to drive the cars. Uh huh. Because he thinks cars are cool and it's for car guys. Yeah. Because he thinks he's a high T individual who, like, speaks the language of the streets. Yeah, he wrote a show about himself fucking 500 women in a row. It's true. It's the most relatable premise of all time. (laughs) It should have been in the pitch for Seinfeld instead of it's a show about nothing. Be like, it's a show where I bl. Uh, I feel like I have to take that out now. That sucks. Yeah, you're gonna take that out. <laughs> you can just do a bleep. You just no. bleep the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm loving the bleep sound. It's a bitch to put in, but it's very fun. It's very fun, yeah. <laughs> Did you read that thing about Jeffrey Epstein saying that he wanted to, like, inseminate the human race with his DNA? Yes. That's... He wanted to freeze his dick and brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the idea that, like, that's how he thinks, like, the human body works. It's just like the. <laughs> In in the like the Austin Power style tube of ice, it's just like a brain, a spinal cord leading down to his dick. Isn't yeah. it kind of sad that Jeffrey Epstein is the real world amalgamation of the Austin Powers concept? <laughs> no, no, no! I won't let that stand. No, no? Austin All Powers right. was cool, and he like there's like a scene very specifically put in that movie where he like doesn't. Uh, fuck Mrs. Kensington's daughter because she's drunk and he's like, I can't do that. That's because he's we'll groovy. We'll wait until the morning. Yeah, yeah, he's groovy. And he's also he's pro groovy, but only when it's appropriate. <laughs> I'm acceptably groovy. <laughs> do they fucking put a... They put a, a Roman Polanski in the Austin Powers outfit in the new Quentin Tarantino movie <laughs> as a power move. <laughs> Is that true? Wait to a make minute. a statement. Wait, so it is all connected to Lake <laughs> Wait, wait. Yeah, no, wait, it's definitely... I'm getting my red yarn. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy just unpacked, so his red yarn is still in the other room. Yeah, I gotta find it, but it'll. I'll be back in a few minutes. I think it's a. there's a box labeled yarns. Is it in yarns? Mm. <laughs> or it might be in detective materials, yeah, a different box. Yeah, I think that's box. probably where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yarns asterisk not for kittens. <laughs> yeah, yarns is talkies box. These are daddy's crime yarns. No, the yarns box is just like a bunch of uh, books of stories for when I want to really spin a yarn. <laughs> <laughs> tell a tall tale. <laughs> about a 
giant man traversing the countryside, <laughs> picking up trees and smoking them like cigars. God damn. Mm. I don't know. Is there like a supplementary reading or something we could do? <laughs> Sometimes we have uh, we have uh, anime news. Articles are on anime news. So fucking many. Are you kidding me? There's so and much on there, and like, is it just one author? It always sounds like it's from one author. They're not like attributed a, to anybody. So like I a assume Shakespeare it's all project guy. of five authors coming yeah. together to form the world's most powerful <laughs> body of work. Uh, so for those tuning in for the first time, uh, anime news is where we uh, log on to AnimeMatch.com, a dating site for anime lovers. And we click through to their blog, Anime News, and we read uh, some of the insane shit that this weird person wrote last <laughs> year. He wrote them all over the course of like two months. They really thought Anime Match was going to take off. Yeah, and they were like, we got to get the content marketing going. We got to get the SEO so that people come to the site. You know? Even Katie can't get a date on Anime Match. <laughs> so, the system's broken. So uh, in this one, you know, he's thinking to himself, like, how am I going to attract people to AnimeMatch.com? Perhaps people who are Googling things like marriage or women getting fat after marriage. Because this <laughs> this article is called Four Reasons Why Girls Getting Fat After Marriage Is Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Counteracting the popular Washington Post script, Reasons Getting Fat Is Sick As Hell. <laughs> um, okay. We, the human race... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Totally normal guy. Literally anything. <laughs> we, the human race, tend to lose our interest once a certain goal is achieved. Say, you're a young girl trying to conquer Prince Charming. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're ready to do whatever it takes to make him like you. However, after you, quote, seal the deal, that initial hunger fades. Yes, that's pretty much why we've got girls getting fat after marriage. (laughs) (laughs) In five sentences, weave a yarn, create a tail. They lose any interest, or uh, sorry, yes, that's pretty much why we've got girls getting fat after marriage. They lose any interest in proving themselves. (laughs) You don't need us to tell you that that can lead to all kinds of problems in a relationship. Even cheating by the husband and a possible <laughs> divorce. I love how they're very quick to be like, not by this fat cow wife. <laughs> She's only cheating with the farmer's hands at that point. The thing is, you gotta look good 24-7 in order to keep your man and lead a happy, healthy life. There's no way this guy looks good, right? That's true. There's no, no but way. You should see his wife, though. Perfect 10. <laughs> you have to, or he'll lose interest. Uh, in this post, we'll give you some brick-strong reasons for staying in shape and doing everything in your power not to lose that motivation. Good use of brick-strong. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> totally normal thing, people say. Yeah, it was a brick-strong use of brick-strong. Sure, it's not particularly easy to take care of the family, do the chores, and also find the time and energy to work out and be healthy. Well... Nobody said this was going to be easy. (laughs) Yeah. They're just going to bully her into doing it now. (laughs) Come on. 
Okay, number one. <laughs> a less exciting sex life. Even if the two of you are romantics and don't really need muscles and abs to get turned on, there's no denying the fact that a fit body is sexier than anything else. So by hitting the gym and doing at least some basic exercises, you'll keep yourself in shape and stay an attractive woman for your man. Here comes the harsh truth. (laughs) If you loosen up and gain weight after he puts a ring on your finger, you'll run the risk of being his best friend, his buddy, (laughs) but never a woman that he wants to get intimate with. That's true. We have a lot of married men on the podcast right now, and we can both tell you the last thing you want is for your wife to be your best friend. Yeah, I would hate that. That's one of the worst (laughs) things that can happen to you, because you're going to be together forever. What you want is a vacuous slam piece. What you want. (laughs) Keep on your side until you fucking turn into a skeleton. (laughs) (laughs) You want your wife to look like a match champ. Yes, 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 yes. She must be as fit as possible at all times. And have four arms. Need four full arms to jack off all six of my dicks. <laughs> How do you get the last two? That, that part's up to you. <laughs> Number two, problems with health. It's no what secret. is this a list of? <laughs> reasons Reasons why girls getting bad for marriage is a bad thing. <laughs> why is Number no one th- using this dating website? <laughs> it's no secret that additional weight puts a strain on every single part of a human being's body, including the joints, the heart, the lungs, and even the brain. No! <laughs> According to medics... <laughs> DSA medics. <laughs> quick to say that being fat is not it. <laughs> According to medics, when we put on weight, it affects our daily routine. We get tired sooner, we want to sleep more, and we constantly say no to all kinds of outdoor activities simply because we will look ridiculous playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That's we, the human race. <laughs> As humans, we ask StarCraft medics what it's like pa- uh, fixing up fire bat units. Yeah, that's not what doctors are called in real life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, number three, lower self-esteem. True, there are a lot of people out there that don't really care what other people think about them. But the rest of us do care. <laughs> as and a that, race. <laughs> <laughs> and as psychologists like to say, a woman will never be able to feel sexy unless she knows she looks good in the eyes of others. <laughs> 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 Could you imagine being on this website to date and then reading this article? (laughs) (laughs) What psychologists say? The psychologists are um, archons from StarCraft. (laughs) (laughs) Power overwhelming. (laughs) A woman with the right look is simply power overwhelming. Uh, Even if your husband keeps saying that you are the most attractive woman in the world to him... It's you that needs to believe that. (laughs) Husbands are the Dark Templars from StarCraft. Continues. Uh, Number four, constant judgment of your own self. What? That could fit under three. This is bad, bad structure. As we just mentioned, with girls getting fat, their activity (laughs) decreases, thus giving them fewer things to be happy and excited Uh, about. And uh, while judging yourself has a lot to do with low self-esteem, This actually goes a lot further. This isn't about trying to look dashing for other people. This is about you liking the woman that's staring back at you from the mirror. (laughs) All right, well, we're putting odds on it. What are are the chances this was just written for this guy's wife? (laughs) 
<laughs> and there's no title on it, so you can be like, I found a really interesting yeah. article the other day. <laughs> yeah, you love Inuyasha? It's on Anime Match, so it's like, it's probably good. You're going to like it. <laughs> it says here, the man will always look good, just like me and how I look good. <laughs> so with everything said and done, what can you do to lose that weight? First of all, start eating healthy. <laughs> Forget about the cookies, the candy, the soda, and anything that comes with a fat tag on it. What is a fat tag? <laughs> and notice this vague information. <laughs> no need to put yourself through extremes. Start slowly, learn more, and only then set the limits that are relatively comfortable for you. Next, think about hitting the gym. With girls getting fat these days, new gyms appear on the map almost every single day. <laughs> With girls getting fat these days. <laughs> A brand like new phenomenon. This mission objective is like, you gotta do something about these fat ladies. <laughs> uh, finally, do whatever it takes to sleep more. Yes, this might sound a bit childish, but there's almost nothing a good night's sleep can't fix. That's true. There's nothing a good night's sleep can't fix. (laughs) Sleep, it's magic. He just said that fat people sleep more, though. They they don't sleep enough because they're up all night crying. It's both. It's both. (laughs) The thing is, it's both. Think about ways to convince your man to start working out together. That might just help rekindle the fire between the two of you. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you can bench press each other, fatso. This article's wild. This is crazy. So this is under uh, headline, The Verdict. Stress. (laughs) We sentence you to fat camp. Have fun with Ben Stiller. (laughs) That's the end of court. (laughs) The end of a paper? The Verdict. Stress, a lack of sleep, constant arguments, tons of work, misunderstandings with your boyfriend or husband or relative, all that can lead to gaining weight you don't need. We already talked about all the negative side effects of this. As for the positive effects of getting in shape, those include a good mood throughout the day, more attention from your husband and other men than ever. (laughs) Attention you don't want. (laughs) A healthy body and an appreciation of life. Definitely worth fighting for, right? (laughs) I'm slamming my gavel and declaring hot wives not on trial. <laughs> yeah, he just smashes his own computer with it. <laughs> Meeting adjourned or some every shit. Every single one of these is so good. I'm so impressed every time. <laughs> Guy is an unbelievable content machine. <laughs> it's a beautiful community. Check out AnimeMatch.com. All right. <laughs> Finally, oh. someone has taken fat women to court. <laughs> <laughs> Stand guilty of carbs. Well, gentlemen, I think the time has come. With this, the perfect segue into the story of Karl Marx, revised by the People's Republic of China. (laughs) The one free state in the world. Shall we begin? Yes. The Leader, Episode 4, Scientific Socialism Shines Brightly. Just from the title, you know... This is going to be a great episode for scientific socialists. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so for the last few episodes, Marx has been really hammering in dialectics with Engels, um, 
flowering his friendship. You would say it was flowering, right? Yeah, blossoming. Yeah, f- blossoming. Yeah, it's flowering. They've been growing down for t- fifteen years or so. I, I I don't have like a strong grasp of uh, the timeline because it's been a while. But now it's eighteen forty-five, and they are a happy duo of communism. And they're in Brussels, and the show opens that a great famine has struck the land <laughs> and forced all of the communists to go to war. Um, no more about the famine. Do you, do you guys know about this famine? No. You hear about this? There were uh, crows, which I thought was cool. Yeah, crows are crows cool. Crows love a famine. They're the worst. <laughs> 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 yeah, not cool, crows. Uh, Good thing about this famine is that none of the women are getting fat. <laughs> All yeah. of the wives are tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No more. There's no candy, or there's no fat tags on anything. <laughs> yeah, there's no fat tags. A word we all use all the time. It's brick solid. Yeah, we, the human race, constantly say. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a time of no fat tags. There's a, a great ideological struggles happening in the world of oh, communism. I just realized that's why that's why Marx is so fit. That's right, because of the famine. Yeah. yeah. Because there there wasn't any time. It's before he started, uh, you know, eating all those products with fat tags on them. He's trying to get Engels to have sex with him again. (laughs) (laughs) Fifteen years into their friendship. Yeah, Marx does have a point where he turns to the camera and is like, my wife is hotter than ever, and she is not my best friend. (laughs) Uh, So the different ideological strains of communism are in battle, and we meet this young man named Krieger, in Brussels, talking to Marx and Engels, and he says, I am in charge of Christian socialism. And then, and then Marx gets all new atheist on his ass. Yeah, and, yeah. And A socialism of lies. You mean the flying spaghetti monster socialism, sir? <laughs> Why don't you get your big spaghetti friend to come uh, kill the, prole- the bourgeoisie? Huh? Yeah, dude. <laughs> why don't you get... Uh, why don't you get... Uh, <laughs> Who's in the new atheist movement? Who's Ricky the- Gervais. Yeah, why don't you get up? Ricky yeah. Gervais? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, every scene in the show is just Marks telling someone off, and we are here for it. <laughs> it's great every time. Yeah, it's good every time. It's the bread and butter of the show. Uh, so the uh, Krieger's bragging. He's like, I have four hundred thousand beggars uh, uh, who are ready to fight the police at any given time, <laughs> and they're friends with capitalists because. Under uh, new Christian socialism, everybody will be Jesus. And then Mark says, that's bullshit. Your idea is bullshit. All your ideas are stupid. I'm going to put it out in a newspaper. It's just a picture of your face, and it says, look at this clown ass. And then I'm going to spread it around Germany and Brussels. And then everyone's going to know that you're a clown ass. <laughs> yeah, everyone will see. <laughs> everyone will see the picture, and they'll say, oh, is Jake's car in the news? Oh, shit. <laughs> no, it's Comrade Krieger and his clown ass. <laughs> 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 and so Carl, and, uh, Marx, and Angles, they retire to their uh, snuggling quarters, and they discuss the power of specific love over general love. And how Krieger, his brand of socialism has no political teeth. It can't catch hold in the uh, traction of European politics. And so it must be thrown to the wall and shot to death. 
Carl is getting more and more militant as the show goes on, and I am here for it. Up next, they talk about establishing communist committees in London and Brussels. I didn't really know what that meant, but it's cool. They have like nine organizations by this point. We were talking about how later they get invited to a, a league, and why, we don't have a league. We don't have a league. We have friends, but you know, we don't have like no one invites us. No one gives us a cape or a button yeah. or anything. Benel actually gave me a button. But so. it's not the same. It's not the same. It also, has Naruto on it. And I do have a cape, but Alyssa threw up on it, and then the cleaner refused to clean it, so I had to, like, hand clean it, and I'm not sure I'm going to wear the cape again, to be honest. <laughs> also, it's my uncle's cape he got in the military in Vietnam, so Wait. it's probably a haunted cape. What? Huh? <laughs> yeah, he got a special Vietnam cape. Like, what is that? Like, from I the don't army, know. or... I think the Marines or the Army, yeah. I think they were like, here's the cape made of human skin. Make sure to give it to any comedians you uh, meet in your family. <laughs> Don't yeah. forget, kill anything that moves. <laughs> kill anything that moves. That War fu- is peace, etc. <laughs> that fucking rules. Yeah, that cape is fucked up, but uh, it's haunted and I have to respect it. So, anyway, so I would, your wife <laughs> threw up on it. That's why she threw up on it as an act of uh, of communist revolutionary praxis. Yeah, yeah, and because she just doesn't eat enough before she drinks is a lot of it. Um, yeah, so she's throwing up on capes, and my point is, somebody give us a cape, invite us to a league, and give us a cape. Yeah, we're thinking about joining a podcasters league. Yeah, we were talking we about the stuff. league of podcast voters. The League of Unextraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, you podcaster bitches. Yeah. The League of White Allies. White men, groups of white men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we join together and clap at things. They should call it, uh, like, I know the joke is like a group of uh, a group of crows is a murder and a group of white men is a podcast. Yeah. They should call us a murder. A murder of podcasters. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, because, Call us a murder. Because we murdered f- the free press in America. Yeah. We're, we're Bernie bros, and we're against the Huffington Post and free press in general. We're just like Trump, dude. We're just like Trump. Yeah. Every day I look in the mirror, and I see myself, and then for what, just half a second, I see Donald J. Trump, and I go, ah, and then it turns back. <laughs> it just flashes for a moment. <laughs> one in the same. We're one in the same, I say. And Why did I buy this haunted mirror? <laughs> I will say, you know, for a, a, a narrative that's completely, f- essentially fictitious about Karl Marx, they take no liberties with any scenes of, like, hallucinations or anything. Every scene in this show is just him owning people, getting clapped at, and then reading books and writing books. (laughs) This is one of those things where it's a fucking anime, and it's all animated, and so that gives you freedom. You could do do whatever. All this artistic shit. Also, we're all conditioned to be, like, when we watch anime, for, like, something supernatural to happen at some point. Yeah. Or some sort of action or something. So it just constantly looks like they're about to throw throw a fireball, get in a giant robot, something cool, and then they just, like, tell someone off in a really, really (laughs) old-timey way, and piano music starts to play. The the availability is wide open for them to have done the Akira bourgeoisie, 
where they like mutate and become like Tetsuo at the end of the movie, but yeah. you know, it's like a metaphor. Yeah. And so it makes you think. And I stuff. mean, they even could have done like, because it's more of a, you know, a slice of life anime than it's anything. It's slice of life. It's just like they could have done something like Yuri on Ice where like we get to spend a lot of time inside. You know, we hear Karl Marx thinking as things happen around him. Yes. What is he thinking? You know, and he could have like a cute dog. That he, that he names Engels because he misses his friend. Sure, and even just to have Engels be openly gay for Carl will give us something to yeah, kind of look at. something to chew on. But just with this, like, side-eye, we're two straight bros, you know, plot. I mean, there's nothing for me to sink my teeth into here. Give us the Marx hentai. Give us yeah. the Marx yaoi hentai. Is, it, is yaoi... A form of hentai, or is it a separate thing? Yaoi, please answer. This. Yeah, Yaoi just indicates that it's about boy boy love. It yes. doesn't have to be yes. a hentai, but it can be hentai. But it can be hentai, yes. yes. Uh, but it could also just be like loving kisses. I know I've made this joke before, but it's anything that makes you say Yaoi. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh huh. Agreed. I've said it before. <laughs> okay. Not, not all hentai is Yaoi. Wait, no, I did it backwards. <laughs> it's both. Oh. Not all hentai is yaoi, and not all yaoi is hentai. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's try mm-hmm. to do the SAT. That's right. <laughs> Put it out as a tweet. Oh, okay, so this is an important uh, scene. So Marx goes to a, a social club called The Swan. And here in The Swan, he makes a speech about how... Krieger can fuck off, and he's actually a fucking dumbass who sucks. And then everyone in the bar stands up and claps for him, which as a performer is really just something you want more than anything else. Yeah. Then the owner of the bar tells Krieger, you look like a man. Uh, <laughs> there's more. <laughs> you know, the real twist about these shows is, is like nothing happens, but I had took so many notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a lot happens, but nothing interesting happens. It's really funny how much of a disparity there is between like when we tell somebody like, hey, you want to come on the show and watch the Marx anime with us? And they're like, dude, yes, of course, that sounds awesome. And then like we watch it and they're just like, oh yeah, that was a Marx anime. <laughs> yeah, he was in it. Like we all expect it to be cool and fun. And then every time it's like, this oh. is It's actually so not fun dull. at all. <laughs> I hated that. It's so, so bad. I'm so mad at you guys. We're going to watch two <laughs> more today. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> there was like a revolt in the middle of this episode where people were in the street fighting with like axes and shit. And yeah. they just glossed. Quickly yep. cut, away. cut away. Nothing to see here. No. Marks gets a gun in this episode. <laughs> oh, we're, we're getting there. Okay, so we'll speed this up a little bit. Okay, so uh, he joins the Secret League. He gets applause. Uh, they send Engels to Paris to go start a committee, and Marx is going to start start one home in Brussels. And uh, Engels comes back because he's kicked out of Paris immediately, and he brings back Proudhon's book, The Philosophy of Poverty. And uh, he's like, Marx, you have to read this. It's shit. And then Marx <laughs> goes, what? And he goes, yeah, mate, it's shit, mate. And so uh, Marx immediately starts working on a diss track where he takes uh, Proudhon's philosophy of poverty and quickly puts out a different response text called The Poverty of Philosophy. Yeah. And it's pretty much the exact same as Ether, 
the song Ether that Nas did to Jay Z. Uh-huh. Like he uh, he points out that Prudhomme is still taking karate ca- classes in his thirties and stuff like that, <laughs> and it's just embarrassing for Prudhomme. Um, Engels tells Marx there's a German Communist Party led by Liebknecht, Karl Liebknecht, I think. Who that guy must be so fucking old if he's. And maybe it's not Karl Liebknecht, but there is a German Communist Party, and hey, maybe uh, they never become the Nazis. Wouldn't that be exciting? Wouldn't that be exciting if Nazis don't happen later? Uh, yes. yes, I guess. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But Marx is so inspired by the Communist Party. He writes the Communist Manifesto. He He's like, I... I I gotta do. I gotta really put one out for this chief, and he puts it out, and it reads you the Communist Manifesto. And while it's doing that, the butterfly of revolution, which we all know and love, unbelievable. It's a yellow butterfly, and it's yellow with the the diseased bodies of the bourgeoisie. See, as as people who watch uh, Dragon Ball Super every week, every and week. have become utterly numb to action. Like, this was so exciting for me because this was the closest thing to a beam we were going to get on this fucking show. Yeah, it's the butterfly of communism. <laughs> <laughs> we will be closing the show with Linkin Park's Numb to describe it's, uh, what it's, it's like it's, recapping this show. Well, it's like, because the butterfly of communism is like glowing yellow and it like jingles when it flies. And it jingles past uh, these bosses who are loading people onto the docks and like whipping them and then the workers in a factory and then a woman in a different factory and then a guy in jail with glasses who they don't tell you who he is, but I assume he's in jail because he has glasses. Yeah. They're like, well, you yeah. think you're too good for... For to read, fuck you. Yeah, they're calling him whatever the German equivalent of Poindexter is. Yeah, four eyes. <laughs> yeah. They call him four eyes. And when he sees this butterfly, it makes him believe that instead of four eyes, maybe there's more hope for the future. <laughs> four times as much hope in a, in a people's Europe. <laughs> and so we cut to 1848, and the revolutions of the continent rock the structures of power. Marx is evicted from Brussels. He has to flee to France, and he's talking to Jenny on the cart ride over, and he's saying, we should have paid for first class. We're here in coach. I don't have room. I don't have... My legs don't have room. <laughs> Could you scooch over? They took Spirit Airlines. Yeah, it's the Spirit Airlines coach. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it, this is a very interesting scene. This is probably like what my favorite scene this whole episode. Jenny just reveals herself to have so much patience for Marx because yeah. she's like, you know when my mother gave us 6,000 francs to rely on for the rest of our lives? I wish you hadn't spent that on a gun and a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Which is insane because like... What that gun look like? Yeah, like, how, what did he get the fucking 007 golden gun? Like, how did he spend six thousand francs in like what year? He needed doubloon encrusted rifling. Also, you just for communism. Him as her like shitty uh, basement anime husband who's just. <laughs> Downstairs practicing a form of martial arts he made up. Where you have a gun in one hand and a knife in the other. 
<laughs> doing spin moves on a giant wooden doll and shit. <laughs> He's protecting himself against bosses. <laughs> just fucking watching UFC just like try and fucking come at me with this fucking knife gun action. Yeah. Going going for a shot? Guess what? That's where my knife is. <laughs> Do some stand-up fighting? Guess what? Gun. <laughs> it's called gun knife. I'm putting out a paper called The Philosophy of Gun Knife. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. The other thing too, there's this uh one line of dialogue where she's like, "I can't believe you spent all my money," and he's like, "Thank you for never getting fat." <laughs> <laughs> they just start like feeling her up after that. Yeah, he grabbed her leg. Yeah, but that's just a slice of life, you know. Sometimes you got to do that. The camera lingered on it in a way that was weird. It's to let you know that the physical relationship's still there. Yeah, because she hasn't gained weight. She hasn't gained weight, and that's kept him interested. And then later she will gain weight, and that's when he'll cheat on her with the maid. What if the fucking uh, the anime article we just read about uh, women getting fat is written by, like, a very very obvious Xi Jinping like, pen name? Like, <laughs> backwards or something? <laughs> it's written by Ix? <laughs> it's written by by G writes. Ganip. Just trying to put this out there. Maybe. And he mistakenly puts up his profile picture from Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Like Jacob Wool. Yeah. Uh, so Marx is in Paris. And for a little bit, and then he's immediately kicked out of Paris. And again, this all happens very quickly, and they're like, we know a lot of exciting things are happening, so we won't spend any time on them. Uh, he returns to Brussels again to start a newspaper that kicks ass. And he's like, this newspaper is nothing like our old newspaper. This one's all about having a gun and a knife, and how you gotta, you gotta slice your way into dialectics, mon frere. He yeah. says all that. Yeah. He, my man's always starting newspapers. I've distributed a newspaper. It's a whole ordeal. He, like, throws the knife, and it it kills the butterfly by slamming it into a wall, and the knife <laughs> sticks into the wall. Huh? Dude, I wish. <laughs> he shoots it. Yeah, he'd shoot the back of the handle of the knife that's driving the blade further into communism. Yeah, he goes, this isn't your grandma's communism. <laughs> <laughs> it's gun knife. <laughs> so they they talk a little bit when they're back about uh, Jenny's brother and and uh, they're all toasting each other before they start the newspaper. And Marx is like, "This toast is for doing violent communism." <laughs> and they all go, "Ha ha!" And they they drink a cartoon foamy beer. And then it cuts to Jenny's brother, who's in the Brussels government now. And he's like, yeah, so I haven't been arresting Marx because we're related. But honestly, fuck him. (laughs) Have you seen his new newspaper with all the guns and knives? Unacceptable. And so they get they pass a court document, they slam their gavels, all the fanciest lads in Brussels get together and they, they make his newspaper illegal and they send the police to Karl Marx and they say, You're evacuated from Brussels again in the next three days. You have to go on trial for your blasphemous newspaper. And then Gar uh, uh Marx just shows them his motherfucking piece real quick. <laughs> He shows him he's got that thing. Dude, the, but that's the funniest part of the episode because, like, when he flashes his piece, 
you see that he's got like the holster strapped around like the bottom of his yes! shirt. Like, yes, not, he didn't put it under. He doesn't know. My he, man doesn't know how to strap that thing. Clearly, just bought it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know how you're supposed to use it. He, he has it stored in a fanny pack. The thing where you open your coat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks fucking cool. That was cool. It was actually very cool. And uh, he's no- got it in his waistband, and he shoots himself in the leg like Plastico Burris. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I wanted to like the other scene better, but this is definitely the best scene of the episode. It's so cool to, to threaten the police with a gun and for them to respect you because of your hard-ass newspaper. <laughs> so so uh, he scares them off with a gun and then publishes the last edition of his newspaper in red as a warning to the world. But also just to... It, it seems very hard to read because it's red on white. Yeah. Not great. It yeah. looks like a takeout menu. Yes. Yeah, the whole font is in Comic Sans. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a Chinese takeout menu. There's this uh, section that's like healthy communism for yeah. diet. Yeah, the stars mean the takes are spicy. <laughs> and uh, there's one more scene where they take him to court. I actually think this happened before the gun thing, but the government takes him to court for blaspheming against the Duke or whatever. And they're like, Did you say. The Duke sucks ass <laughs> in your gun paper? Yeah. And then he says, actually, I quoted the Duke, and the Duke said he himself sucks ass. And, <laughs> and then everyone in the courtroom stands up and applauds, and the guy who's running it, the judge, just throws his hat on the ground and stamps on it and goes, Carl got me again. He got me with his irrefutable logic, that Carl, with his brick-solid logic. Carl says, verdict? Women are fat. That's the verdict of my essay. The Communist Manifesto at the end. In conclusion, ladies be shopping. Uh, yeah, and so Mark says a bunch of cool shit uh, to Engels about communism and how they're all about guns now and that... That fake sh- fake friends shit is over. It's 1848, hot girl summer. And then the episode ends. Wow. Incredible content there, guys. Holy shit. I mean, this is, these are the wheels that, tra- that drove the car of socialism to the, to the ExxonMobil we're at today. Yep. <laughs> As the saying goes. As the saying goes. Yep. Brick solid. Brick solid. All right. Out of... Uh, out of one Chinese star. <laughs> Jake, how would you rate the episode? Out of one? Sometimes we do five because there's five on the flag, but there's only, you know, one allowed under the government. Um, I guess one because that definitely existed. Yep, one all the way. Yep, I'm giving one. it one out of one. One. Uh, wow, that was, uh, I mean, it's not going to get better than that. <laughs> I, we're watching two sure more of these today, <laughs> and I bet it's uh, I bet it's not going to get better than that. And yeah, I mean, I learned a lot about Karl Marx. Thank you, Xi Jinping. <laughs> the Hong Kong protesters have challenged you, and they must be squashed. I'm going to print these out on his DVDs, and go to Hong Kong, and just throw them. <laughs> throw the them into the crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> equip the police them. with uh, Karl Marx anime episodes one through seven. Yeah, don't you worry, tankies that are angry at me on the internet for uh, not being an insane conspiracy theorist. I'm going to go and 
throw this anime <laughs> at people who are angry at their government. You want to vote? How would you like a Blu-ray of propaganda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have a gun in one hand, just <laughs> throwing DVDs like throwing stars. Yeah, the DVDs are uh, stacked on a knife, <laughs> and you swing the knife, and it tosses DVDs into a crowd. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Truly, the only father is the state, and you must respect him, for he is the patriarch. And that's another episode of the show. Thanks so much for listening. Jake, you got any plugs you want to put out there? Yeah, um, do we have any idea when this comes out? So, this will be either this week or next week, and then we'll put them all out for free in like a month or two. Oh, okay. Um... Pod Damn America, me and Alex's podcast about... Now, what's that about? (laughs) (laughs) This without the anime? Yeah. (laughs) A lot of this, a lot of Kratom talk. (laughs) There's a lot of Kratom. There's a lot of communism. There's um, some anime, probably. Sometimes it's spooky. Yeah, there's bats and shit. Um, You know, you probably already know what it is. Um, I'm on tour a lot. My tour dates are on my website and Twitter, and my ad is Feral Jokes on everything, and that's it. Nice. Nice. I'm going to plug the Ballin' Out Super Podcast. Number one weeb content. Ichiban! Arise, you workers from your slumber. Arise, you prisoners of want. That's right. And in revolt now thunder Chains of hatred, greed and fear Ha ha! Away with all your superstitions Serve our masses Arise, arise We'll change henceforth the old tradition And spurn the dust to win the prize So comrades, come on and rally Then the last fight let us face the international unites the whole darn human race so comrades come on let's go rally and the last fight let us face the international unites the whole darn human race no more deluded by reaction on tyrants only we'll make war The soldiers too will take strike action They'll break ranks and fight no more And if those cannibals keep trying To sacrifice us to their pride Each at the force must do their duty And we'll strike while the iron is hot so comrades, come on, let's go rally And the last fight let us face The international unites The whole beautiful human race So comrades, come on, let's go rally ha! And the last fight let us face